Hey, what's up? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Adam, and today I'm chatting to Cassie Hamilton. Do you want to quickly introduce yourself? Hi. Um, yeah, I'm Cassie. Um, I am an emerging artist. Um, I'm a writer, um, performer, um, director, person. Yeah, that's there. There we go. Did it. I love it. Um, today we're going to be chatting about the point of art. Like, what is art? What is it for? Um, and yeah, where should we start? <laughs> where should we start? Um, I don't know, Adam. What do you th- What do you think? Um, the point of art. I mean, seriously, I don't know. Like, it's such a big question. But I feel like, like I couldn't actually question, answer yeah. it, but. I don't know, for me, the point of art is to kind of, what's the word, like enlighten people on experiences and stories and um, information, like all these things that I think it, in some ways, I think art is able to make certain things more palatable to people. So they use it to communicate in a way that you kind of just can't do in um, a more... I guess, traditional and formal setting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, I guess our whole culture is sort of built around sort of like telling stories and sort of that's how we make sense of like our place in the world. So, and I feel like art is just completely like imperative to that process of, yeah, making sense of like who we are, like why we're here. And like, also like, yeah, it also breeds um, sort of, um, like an understanding of other people's experiences and other people's stories. And um, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of reasons for art. And I think my sort of take on it as well is also like, I very much, I very much like whenever I'm thinking about like creating art and stuff, I'm always thinking about what I want to say with it. Like I'm always Mm. thinking from a, from a, like, what's, what's the theme? What's the point? What am I, what am I, what conversation, conversation am I trying to sort of, um, ignite or like get into motion and so I think at least for me sorry um I think at least for me that like art is very much a way of sort of yeah getting a message across and like having people think about things in a different way yeah no I think I'm the same like with writing and stuff which I've recently been getting into it's yeah it's all about like what I want to say what do I have to say like is there anything of value for me to say all these things that I was honestly never really thinking about when I was just acting because I just wasn't really part of my job as an artist in that space. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thinking about thinking about art from the perspective of a writer is a very different sort of um. Because yeah, I feel like if I'm thinking about it as like an actor, I'm very much thinking of sort of like in the moment. What are the emotions? How do I tell this story like the best? Like through my mm. body and through what I'm doing um physically and with like my presence. But then. It's so much, so much more like um, holistic when you're sort of like taking it from a from a writing perspective. Um, you got you got so many more things to sort of like take into account. Um, and I think yeah, and what you're saying about yeah, sort of um, focusing in on the theme because like I very much struggle with the idea of sort of writing like just for um, entertainment. Um, yeah. Even though I completely understand that that is a valid like like thing to do and. I'm like I'm really on board of it, and like, and it's, it's possibly a bit hypocritical of me because I definitely like love consuming some things that are just you could say just for entertainment. But like the idea of mm-hmm. writing that just does not appeal to me. Yeah, no, I'm the same. Like, look, things that are made for entertainment, like let's just for example say like action movies. Like, yeah. they're not posing philosophical questions. They're not making no. us think about the world. Like, it's just it's fun to watch. It's whatever. But that's just not what I care about as a, an artist or really a consumer. Like, I just yeah. don't really get into that yeah. kind of art, even though I see its place and I, like, know why it's made. And it, it's completely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just not what I kind of get into. No, absolutely. And, like, I also feel like 
if it, like if there is if I am watching something for like, purely sort of like entertainment purposes, there's normally something about it thematically that appeals to me. Like it's still like yeah. even if it's not go- like going to like trying to say something like specifically, um, it's still saying something in a broader like way, sort of just by existing. Like um, for example. I'm watching um, the Umbrella Academy at the moment, which is so wonderful. Um, But, like, I I don't think, like, it's not trying to make a point, like, about anything. It's just all about, you know, time travel and stuff. Um, But, like, at the same time, it's all these, like, sort of, like, misfit characters sort of, like, banding together and, like, all these outsiders, like, in society and stuff and, like, all about, like, sort of, like, chosen family and stuff. So it's, like, all these, like, sort of themes that do have sort of, like, real world um sort of like repercussions and like you can you can see them in the real world and it's 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 still important even if that's not exactly what it's trying to say so yeah i mean maybe that's not like just for entertainment then just by existing yeah you see i do think about that it's like even the things that you know aren't you know the big like philosophical questions or big like problems that we need to be solving as a society like i don't know like for example say like marvel movies like i don't personally watch them but like surely there's something in there that has something to do with an issue happening in the world like there has to be because like I just think that like how can you kind of because like everything that we do and write and say whatever is like based on our perception of the world so surely you would have that inflicted into your work whether it was for entertainment or not or whether that was intended or not I feel like you could still pull something out of it absolutely well it comes back to that idea that sort of like all art is like inherently political whether you set out for Mm. it to be or not um and yeah I would say the Marvel movies again I mean I'm kind of in the same boat I do not watch them um but like I I would say that they probably aren't setting out to make any big political um statements although in saying that I feel like Black Panther did a lot for um yeah sort of yeah for um, black people and stuff like I feel like that had a lot of um it was it was setting it was very clearly setting out to do stuff for like representation and that was super powerful yeah yeah and that was actually that was probably one of the few ones I did see (laughs) for for that Mm. reason but even like I've seen a lot of um people on like Twitter and stuff which is not really like a credible source or anything but people that are talking about like um you know, oh, all the Marvel movies are, like, a male saviour. Like, why can't we have females in strong roles? And so it's, like, conversations that probably were not intended, but it's still, like, doing something in that way where people are seeing a problem and then trying to, like, um, have a discourse about why there's this problem, how it can be fixed, and so on. Absolutely. And I I would assume that the creators... um, like the people behind creating these movies were thinking about that when they were creating them to a degree. Like, obviously that's maybe not their, or maybe it is, I I don't know their process, but like, maybe like, Mm. I don't know if that is what they're sort of like focusing on when they create these movies. Um, But like, it's, yeah, it's definitely embedded into it. Yeah, totally. Um, I find it really interesting how art is like intended and the way people that, they consume it and then how they interpret the art. I find that like a really interesting dynamic. Yeah. Oh, oh, totally. Like that, that is some, that is something I think about sort of like often is sort of like the difference Mm. between like, um, like what an artist intended and sort of like what the audience sort of like takes away from it. Um, Yeah. I think, and I mean, I, I don't know, like, I mean, okay, when I'm writing stuff, um, I'm on, and like, okay, so I had a reading for um, a work I've been working on um, over the last couple of weeks. I had one, I had a reading last week and um, there were people coming up to me afterwards and so, and it was, and it was like a sort of more abstract um, work. So I was like, people aren't probably going to get exactly what I'm saying straight, straight off the bat. Um, yeah. And so I had people coming up to me and sort of being like, oh, this was really good it was like full-on I took this stuff away from it and I was like that's really interesting because I was like like some of that stuff I was what I was going for but then other stuff it was like that's maybe not quite what I was saying but it obviously has impacted you because it is what stood out to you and what you needed to sort of like hear and take in like in the moment like right now it's what you needed um so and I think that is sort of that I, I guess that's sort of like my view with sort of, yeah, the audience taking in art is like the audience will take away from a piece of art what they need to hear and what they, what most resonates with them at the time. Yeah. 
And I remember back when I was doing like art in high school and stuff, um, whenever I would like do a drawing or whatever, I would never like, um, like do an artist statement. Like I just felt like I never needed to because I was like, people are just going to take what they want from it. Yeah. And then that's weird. Um, and then, I mean, even like the dynamic between like an actor and a writer, like I know I've had experiences where I've done shows where I've gone to like read a script and I have this like whole idea of what it is and the writer's like, um, no, no, no. And I'm like, oh, okay, random. But I don't know, I feel like there's kind of beauty in that where people will kind of like, cause you know, art is very subjective. Yeah. Everybody has their own idea. Like that's kind of the point. And I feel like that's what makes art so great and what makes it so vital in our world. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I and like, I'm a, I really sort of like believe like it's the writers sort of like if the writer like has a specific thing that they want to be conveyed, it's their job to do that in the writing. If they need to try and explain it outside mm. of the writing, then you haven't written it well enough, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's and I, I think that's the thing. And I feel like anything that's not specifically clear is open up to a degree of interpretation. Um, mm. but yeah, if you're relying on sort of like and like an essay outside of the work like the work you've created to sort of explain what you've created, then maybe what you've created needs a little bit of finessing. Yeah. Um, do you think that all artists have like a responsibility to um what am I trying to say? Like they have a responsibility to put their word out and make sure that that's what is projected. Or do you think that it's just like, that's not part of their job. Their job is to create the work and then let it be. Yeah. Look, I think I, I, I would say probably, probably the latter. I think it's always interesting to hear what the artist intended because I mean, I guess that helps you to figure out like if you agree with the artist on certain things but I think ultimately mm. like once the art is out in the world it to a degree belongs to the people that consume it um and it's that sort of yeah process of like like as a, as a creator sort of letting go of that once you yeah, put it out there um and I mean just like even like this is slightly slightly off but like um all the stuff that's been happening with um JK Rowling at the moment um with all the um stuff that she's come out saying about um trans people and specifically mm. like trans women um and really and like everyone is very much um gone gone off her a little bit and sort of been like oh I mean like does this mean we have to stop sort of like consuming Harry Potter now because like for so many people Harry Potter was such a big part of so many people's childhoods and so like it is it is this sort of like um this conversation around sort of like what like what did the artist sort of um intend like with this and like and sort of like and like this the art and like the artist's beliefs um and how much does that impact the work that they create um and so yeah that's that's something that's really really interesting to me and also just seeing how different people have responded to that like people have been like no I'm gonna keep like consuming Harry Potter because it means something different to me and it's not associated with um her anymore or like yeah um, or people are like no like uh, like yeah there's been a lot of different reactions to that and I think that's yeah one specific example of sort of like yeah where the artist and the work have become sort of um there's been a rift formed between them yeah I I mean I don't know I think that the artist has some some form of responsibility in the way that like again what am I saying I think they have some form of responsibility in what they say and how they say it like because you know how like a lot of the time it's like it's not what you say it's how you say it yeah. like I think that they have a responsibility to put their beliefs or their experiences or whatever out in a certain way because say you're touching on something that's controversial like you don't want to just put it out willy-nilly and then hope that you know like you need to be mindful of you know, other people and the people that will consume it. So I think there's a responsibility in that sense. But, um, yeah, I think that a lot of the time, like, art just needs to be. And the meaning will change depending on, you know, the time it's looked at or whatever. Like, I'm pretty sure when, you know, Arthur Miller wrote A View From The Bridge probably meant something way different back then than what it does now. So I think that art will just always exist and people will you know, take it as it is at that time, depending on the world and where they are at personally and all these, like, 
external factors that the artist does not control. Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I do agree with you. I feel like the artist does need to sort of, yeah, come out and say, if they are talking about stuff that is super, um, yeah, controversial or can, yeah, like, yeah, there's so many, there's so many things that just need to be handled really delicately. But I would also say it's sort of your, it's sort of the artist's responsibility to handle that stuff delicately, like inside of the work. Like if, mm. if you don't handle it right, within the work and then you need sort of like an external explanation to sort of justify what you've done then maybe you shouldn't have done what you did in the work yeah yeah maybe yeah I I just yeah I feel like it's so important because that's the thing like these like sort of like the art that we create and the way that we present it within the artwork like that's the stuff that's going to have the emotional impact and that's the stuff that's going to stick with people it's not so much what's being said outside of the art and like obviously it's great for like context and stuff um and and the intention but it doesn't sort of change the takeaway that the art like the takeaway from the art I think where do you think the world would be without art whoa okay um let me think um I mean I don't think we'd be doing very good I don't think (laughs) very yeah happy um and I think we would I think we would struggle to understand what we are doing here and we'd lose a degree of our humanity um because that's Mm. like that's the thing like art is sort of the way that we communicate with each other um and we and the way that we express ourselves and if you take away that sort of expression I don't know you get sort of like a 1984 scenario where we're all sort of just little drones we don't really have any way to sort of um express ourselves and communicate with like communicate who we are to the the world at large um so I yeah and I I think we'd have a lot like smaller understanding of yeah other people's experiences there would probably be a lot more hate in the world which is not a thing we need right now um yeah yeah I I don't I think I think we'd be we'd be struggling for for sure yeah no I kind of imagine it like um super like dystopian like divergent vibes we're all like separated into like a little like um communities and it's like everyone just like has their job it's very bland like it's just not an exciting world that's kind of how I see it but also I think that art is kind of just inherently built into human nature like it you know people always tell stories like whether they're on a stage or at home or wherever like people will always tell stories people will um are always you know sharing their experiences like these are all whether they are artsy or not they're all still kind of forms of art in a way Um, that that was exactly what I was thinking when you asked me that actually because like you you, obviously you can sort of you can take away sort of like the stages and you can take away like screen and stuff but you can't take away the ways that people express themselves just naturally that would still be considered art like even just sort of like just like people like sitting around just sort of like singing a song or something something like that's still yeah. that's still art and you can't stop people from from doing that yeah exactly so you can't stop art can't be yeah. stopped i mean i'd be keen to talk about sort of um like queer sort of like a representation because that is something like i have yeah. been thinking about um, yeah, a lot over the last couple of years as I have sort of been moving into the industry um, has mm. definitely been at the forefront of my mind. <laughs> so I would love to talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, let's start. Um, where do you want to start with that? Um, I don't know. I'm just going to talk and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> yeah, let's um, just go with it. But yeah, so I'm a I'm a trans woman, and I um I sort of my first sort of like introduction to sort of like doing queer works was I started a uh, I I, I uh, co-founded a theatre company in Newcastle called Barefoot Theatre, um where we sort of do um original sort of like queer works um and we doing we're doing a lot of that for the last sort of um three years, um. And mm. so, and I think a big part of that has sort of been always figuring out 
um like because our first show we did we there was it was quite um there was quite a lot of um like uh gay and um lesbian characters and we're sort of like trying to figure out if if because and they were also children was was the other issue um so we yeah. were, it was it was this balance between sort of like do we find queer children to fill these roles or do or do we go do we have to go with sort of like look at more like talent and sort of like and sort of like who or maybe not talent but like who fits the who fits the role best who, who's going to be best to work with all those other outside factors and I think it's yeah. this constant sort of um like I think when you're creating any sort of queer work it's this constant balancing act of like figuring out like who's going to fit right for this um for this show for this role um but then also taking into account um yeah sort of like the the actor's background the actor's experience um as as a as a queer person or um alternatively as a straight cis person Mm, yeah i mean you see it all the time there's always like articles and controversy about who's playing what role and obviously that's on a way larger scale um but yeah. yeah i think it is a balancing act in that way of you know, being true to the story and the experience, but like, you know, yeah, like the, what am I saying? I don't even know. Um, like, yeah, being true to the the experience, but also, you know, finding the right person and stuff. At the beginning of the year, I was, um, it's just a really good example of that. I was, I was performing mm. a show called um, Our Blood Runs in the Street at um, the Old Bits. Which was um, amazing, by the way. Oh, I saw it. It was bless. incredible. Oh, God bless you. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah, it was an incredible show. It was really, really, really powerful, really full on. Um, it was about um, sort of the, um, the uh, gay hate um, killings, uh, gay and transgender hate killings um, between the 70s and 2000s in Sydney. Um, and it was a verbatim physical theatre piece. Um, and so when there was sort of like casting for that, it was sort of, um, you had to have, obviously we wanted people of queer experience in the work, um, but mm. they also wanted sort of um, people who could do the physical work that was demanded yeah. of the play, um, which is a, which, which was proved to be a difficult sort of thing to um, accomplish. Um, and they were, they did end up being um, quite a few um, straight um, cis men in the show. And I think there were, was always this conversation um, that was sort of on, ongoing about um, sort of like, not, not, not is this okay, but it was always something we were very mindful of um, yeah. when, when we were, yeah, sort of like in the, in the show and then sort of also with the conversations around the show. Um, and I think... It's just, um, and because I said, and I, th- I think it was, I think it was still the right choice because again, like all the, all the actors we had in that show were incredible, like, uh, like absolutely incredible cast, um, worked really, yeah. really well together, created some like, yeah, beautiful theatre. But it was, yeah, it was always this thing that I think was like, I, I mean, I can only speak for myself. It was definitely something that I was like thinking about. It was like, oh, okay, like. And I was also the only um, trans person in the room as well, which was another sort of um, thing for me to sort of be like, oh, okay, so I'm, yeah, I'm the only, I'm the only sort of like representation of this, um, this, um, yeah, minority group, um, mm. which I think is a, which I think is a much bigger sort of like, I, I think I'm like just casting of trans roles is obviously a, a bit of a hot button topic at the moment um yeah. it has been for the last few years with especially like um Scarlett Johansson being cast Scarlett Johansson yeah, yeah. oh god honestly like I know this is bad but that's probably the first thought I have when I think of like casting trans I was I just immediately I'm like oh Scarlett Johansson she tried it yeah she had a go she wanted to play a tree and then she went away as she should yeah. yeah, it was truly, 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 it was, it was a moment. It was a moment for sure. Um, but, um, and, yeah, but obviously she got a lot of backlash for trying to do that, and rightfully so. Um, mm. And there has been a lot of moments um, since then where, like, small, things have happened on a smaller scale. Um, there was actually, there was another one recently, um, and I, I, was it Halle Berry? I don't know. One of them was, another, it was another a trans, another cis actress trying to play a uh, trans person and everyone was like, guys, what are you doing? Stop it. We've had yeah. this discussion already. We've been here. We've done this. 
Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I, and I know there's sort of that argument that sort of like people should be able to play any like role, like people shouldn't be like held back from like, be, like that's what you do as an actor, you transform and you become something else. But um, mm. I just think, and I, my stance on this is slightly different um, for um, sexuality because I do feel like um, whilst I do still sort of believe it's better to have people of um, a certain sexuality sort of play that sexuality or someone who's like, um, yeah, just like sexually diverse to play a um, gay or bisexual or any sort of sexual minority. Um, yeah. I, I am sort of a little bit like everybody has an experience um of sexuality like sexuality is so um on a spectrum and like every I think everyone and obviously and also as and I think the other thing that plays into this is the fact that um like um gay and like um bisexual people like they all that that's sort of becoming more normalized now um like Mm -hmm. we're getting used to seeing um yeah people of different sexualities like on screen and in the media and just sort of like in art in general so I think it's not as um and also just like and also since we've had um like obviously the gay marriage act come through um and all of that stuff like that sort of um that um has become a lot more normalized which is incredible um yeah but I think since then um the sort of prejudice in society and sort of like the like right-wing media has absolutely moved towards trans people um and there was also like the um the the i think it was the australian the newspaper um set up like a whole section that was just dedicated to uh, it was called the gender section and it was dedicated just to like attacking trans children um what? yeah it was absolutely insane absolutely insane and they were just posted article after article of sort of just fear-mongering and just sort of like being like um like trying like they're trying to like impose like surgeries on like small um trans children and we're all sitting around here being like that's not happening what are you writing about um oh my god yeah so and that and that sort of stuff has been going on and that even recently with the um the bill that um, they're trying to get passed to sort of, yeah, like sort of stop trans children from using the bathroom and stuff. And like, like mm. there's so much, so much stuff. And also like children, like guys, come on. Like these are the most vulnerable yeah. people in our goddamn society. And it, it, it makes me so, it makes me so, so mad. But that's, that's the thing. Like there is still some sort of precedent that these like tr- people of trans experience are okay to attack and okay to question. And for some reason, their identities aren't as, as, as valid yet or as understood or accepted. Um, and I think while we're in that place, we do need to be casting trans people in um, trans roles because that is how we're going to understand these people as um, like real people as opposed to sort of like, oh, I'm like pretending to be another gender or whatever. Um, yeah. That, like it's, it's, it's the step towards that. And that's the thing, like trans people aren't really very often getting the chance to play cis roles. Um, like I'd say most, like mm-hmm. since, since I've been, yeah, sort of like since I transitioned, most of the roles I've played have been trans women. Um, which is great. I love I love playing tra- tra- trans people and telling trans stories. I think that's incredible and something that I feel like I'm in the, and as a writer as well. Like I feel like I'm uniquely positioned to tell these stories because we keep saying we want trans people yeah. to tell um, trans stories, and I'm like I I can do that. <laughs> I, I and I will. I will do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I I do think um, yeah until trans people can play cis roles maybe cis people shouldn't be playing trans roles yeah absolutely and I also think that it's important to get trans people behind the scenes as well because you know you obviously see um in a lot of projects where um they have the people that are telling whatever experience also behind the scenes makes it so much stronger because they're in the room they're there to comment on it and stuff so I think having you know in trans storytelling having trans people across the whole um range of roles and jobs that are within that is also important 
Absolutely. Well, just just look at um Pose for example, which um if you haven't watched mm. it, everybody go look at it because it's incredible. Um, which is all about sort of the um ballroom scene in um New York and through like the seventies and the eighties, and um it's it's written by um Our Lady J and Janet Mock, two um incredible trans women, um and the whole cast is like mostly like trans people and Billy Porter um and it's and like it's just this whole group of these um incredible incredible trans women um and they are and they're telling their own stories and they're performing their own stories and for that it makes it so much more it just makes it so much more deeper and like affecting and just oh my god it's 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 a beautiful it's a beautiful beautiful show and the reason it's so beautiful is because it's trans people telling these stories it's not cis people imposing a lens or cis people's opinions on trans people this is trans people being like this is our stories guys um listen to them (laughs) here we are here they are yeah and look how successful that show is like that show is huge absolutely so it's like going to show that these stories are worth telling. They absolutely It's not like they're like some underground thing that like nobody wants to know about. Like No, and I also feel like one of the things that keeps getting thrown our way is sort of like trans people, um, like maybe they'd get these roles if trans people were talented enough to play them. And I'm like, God, look at the incredible mm. women in this show. They're all so incredibly talented, like absolutely off the charts. Like um Angelica Ross, who does like an incredible performance in um season two, and she should have got an Emmy nomination for it, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but like and like MJ Rodriguez and um India Moore, like all these incredible trans women who are doing like just the most incredible work. And I just I like the the idea that like these saying that these women don't have the talent to play these roles is just absurd. It's so yeah. it's so so absurd. Um, and I mean, one of the other things I think it's important to take into account is there is just such, especially um, with trans women of colour, there is such a still sort of, um, there's so much prejudice. There's so, there's so much bias and there's so much shit getting thrown um, our way. And also just sort of like, there's still like the murder rates for like trans women of colour are still mm. so high. Um, and, you know, the reason I bring that up is because um. I was just about Angelica Ross um, when she, when the Emmy, Emmy nominations came out and she didn't get anything that she sort of did a live stream. Um, I think it was on Facebook or something um, based and she's just crying for just 15 minutes. And she's like, it's not about the awards. Um, it's, it's not, it's not about any of that. It's, this is about us being killed, us not getting the recognition that we have been fighting for, like us not being seen as equals, even though we're doing the same work and we're doing it just as well as everybody yeah. else. And we're just not being recognized because that's that's what society is. Um, and so, yeah, and so there is a lot of, there is a lot of prejudice there still, um, which needs something, <laughs> something needs to be done about. But I think, and I think the step, I think, but I think we're going in the right direction just by getting these stories up getting them out there, like having these stories in the world is like what is going to make people, is, is going to help to crush that prejudice. Yeah. Coming back to the point about um, how like trans women aren't talented enough, like that is such bullshit because just generally how many bad actors are playing big roles? Oh my so God. many. So many. So many fucking bad people are acting. So that's not even a good enough argument. I don't know who came up with that, but you need to like rethink (laughs) that's just not it oh absolutely it's so ridiculous it's so so ridiculous like that's the thing the only reason we're not getting cast is because you want like a big name or something for like for a specific role and like at at this point there aren't a lot of trans people who have like have like huge like names to sort of back them up what have we got like caitlin jenner and god knows we don't want her doing anything um we we don't need that also also, while we're talking Mm. about sort of like incredible trans women of colour, um, watch Hungry Ghosts and watch Susie Rog do incredible work as I know it's going to be because, oh my God, I'm so excited. Yes, yes. I've seen so many articles and stuff about yeah. it. Oh my God, I've been, I've been looking at everyone. I just I just can't wait. I'm ju- I just can't wait. <laughs> do you want to um, shout out some amazing trans people that everyone should follow and Keep an eye on. Absolutely, absolutely. So Janet Mock, if you don't know who Janet Mock is, you you need to check her out because um yeah, incredible trans woman of color writer. 
Um, she's got two incredible um, autobiographies um, and now she's got like a Netflix deal and to like sort of like with um, Ryan Murphy and stuff, sort of like writing shows and stuff. Um, so yeah, she's definitely Amazing. one to check out. Um, yeah, as I said, Angelica Ross, um, incredible actor and also like runs like a, like a tech startup or something. She's just an entrepreneur and just doing the most. Um, um, India Moore is um, non-binary activist. Um, they're absolutely incredible. Um, and yeah, and MJ Rodriguez also does incredible, incredible stuff. Um, incredible actor, musical theater performer, um, which I think for me, um, is a big thing because my background's very much sort of like musical theater and on pose. She sings mm. quite a bit. And I don't I think I'd ever sort of like heard like a trans woman was sort of like singing before. And I was like, oh my God, trans women can still sing even if they've sort of got like lower voices and stuff. Like I, that didn't even cross my mind as something I can do. So that's sort of like the power of representation at work, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like it opens possibilities. It opens our ideas to sort of like new narratives that you can have for yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah so many incredible people i do want to say actually um talking about um india and sort of like non-binary representation um i do mm. like that is something i'm very sort of like passionate about and very conscious about because i mean there just is so little um representation for non-binary and gender non-conforming people in the world um and i think yeah. even though obviously we have quite a way to go with trans um acceptance um, the the idea that a trans person um, sort of transitions to the quote unquote opposite gender um, is is a narrative that is becoming more accepted, especially if that person is then sort of passing as a cisgendered um, person of the gender that they um, identify as and are presenting yes. as. Um, Non-binary people very often don't um, present themselves. Um, as one or the other because they don't exist within the gender binary. Um, and there mm. is just so little um, representation for non-binary people. It does it does sort of drive me up the wall. And also, especially with more people understanding what it is, there's more people identify as non-binary. So there's a, there is literally a need for um, these experiences to be on on stage and on screen. Um, and I, I, I think... I think, yeah, that is sort of like where we need to go with sort of like trans representation and just like showing gender non-conforming um, experiences and people sort of like in in the world because we don't we don't do it and people don't understand it. Like I, um, there was a yeah. Four Corners documentary um, recently about non-binary people and it was, it was, it was good. It was really, really good. And it was really helpful. Um, I think for, um, from the cis people that I talked to in terms of understanding um, what non-binary is um, and the person I um, co-founded my company with um, Riley McLean um, barefoot um, they were they were in it which was really really cool because they're non-binary um, mm. and so but like it's these telling these stories in a very sort of like personal um, and still quite sort of like um, basic way um, but like still like obviously with a lot of emotional depth and like very very personal um, but I think the point I'm trying to make with that is sort of like we need to sort of like they sort of they just seem to be like a footnote in so many different conversations and they don't seem to be they never seem to be the most important and also like recently i watched um disclosure on netflix which um yeah everybody needs to check out that is um for anybody in the industry that is compulsory viewing um <laughs> um so so important for sort of understanding um the evolution of trans identity in media and sort of like where we need to go from here um but even in that there was only a sort of like one um non-binary um person sort of like represented um in that whole documentary everyone else was sort of like binary trans people and that yeah. just doesn't reflect like what the community like how the community is evolving now um so yeah that is something i very i'm very much sort of like showing non-binary and gender non-conforming um people i think that's something that's really important yeah, and going back to the point of, you know, like, what is art for? It's about opening up experiences, it's about people telling their stories. Like, if there was more representation, then people would probably be able to understand these experiences more and it would be, like, it would just be a huge, like, domino effect. Is that the term? I don't know. But, you know, yeah, it would yeah, be a huge onflow of, like, understanding and, you know, so on and so forth. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Because so many people, like, there's still people being like, oh, I don't want to use they, them pronouns because they're only for, like, plural or something, which no. is just technically incorrect look at a dictionary. Um, yeah. Like, guys, come on. Um, and, the, and, the, and that's the thing, like, like, I think, like, the suicide rates for trans people, for especially trans youth, are still ridiculous. They're still absurd. Mm. And that is because, like... That is, I mean, it's for so, so many reasons, but I think one of the, like, like trans people don't see themselves in the world. They don't, the world doesn't reflect who they are back to them in any way a lot of the time. Um, and so like, yeah, this representation does huge things for like the mental health of people and also for, for, for um, the people around um, these trans people to help understand um, who, like what it, like what this person like what trans people are going through so they can under like so they're not immediately sort of like shutting it down and just being like no like this isn't okay and sort of have an understanding but like actually it is okay and I know that because I saw this trans person in in this show or like and like they and they were doing well like they and they and I can understand what they were going through you know yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, and I think this is also why um, we we need trans people playing trans people as well, because that's the thing. It's one thing to be like, I saw this trans character, um, they were played by a cis person, but they were doing, but like this character was doing great to be, and there's another thing altogether to be like, this um, character was, um, was, was like, like going through this, but then also this actor has been through this. So like now I have an understanding of what this character has been through, but not only that, this actor is like living proof that like this is sort of like this is a real thing and like it's it makes it so much more real and present and then like it just yeah. opens up so many more doors um and I think also trans people and I mean I, I, I can only speak from my own experience here but whenever I watch a cis person play a trans role there's always something in about it that always feels a little bit icky and doesn't feel great and feels a little bit sort of um like exploit exploitative Exploitative, um, yeah. Yeah, well, because I saw, um, and I'm thinking of one thing in particular here. Um, I saw um, show at STC a couple um, years ago, Still Point Turning, um, which is the Catherine McGregor story, um, which I, I really, really liked. I thought the show itself was, like, very powerful, and I think it was a great way in for um, cis people to understand sort of what some of the things that trans people go through, especially with um, gender dysphoria. Um, I think it actually presented gender dysphoria in a very um, visceral sort of like full on way. Um, however, um, the role was played by um, the in- the incomparable um, Heather Mitchell, um, and who was mm. obvious, who was like always, always does an incredible job, and she did a wonderful job of this. Um, but she is a cis woman, um, and there was a part of me with those um, those scenes about gender dysphoria that were like really full on in a room that was like looking around. Obviously, you you can never you can you can't always sort of like identify trans people just by looking at them. But from what I was seeing, it was sort of like oh, it was like your, your usual SDC audience, sort of like older yeah. um, white people. Um, and and so they're all sort of consuming um, this narrative of gender dysphoria that is being um, shown by another person who hasn't experienced gender dysphoria and I'm sitting there in the audience as somebody who has experienced gender dysphoria um in a quite intense way and like they're showing it in this intense way and like there was a part of me that was like I'm glad people are getting an understanding of this but also this is my experience that these people are like sitting around and being like oh yes what a unique experience like they're like they're like taking it in like it's a bit difficult to um describe exactly what I was feeling in that moment but it it did it did feel like they were taking sort of like my story and using it for like um like sort of like entertain not entertainment but sort of like they were like using it for their art you know like yeah which didn't didn't sit amazing with me yeah like like if you have trans people in trans roles like wouldn't they just be so much better like it's in the so same like in the same kind of way of like you know having Asian people tell Asian stories like they're just gonna be better like I don't like it just makes so much sense to me that trans people play trans roles like it I like I don't know why people can't understand that concept it's kind of weird to me and actually that brings me to another um one of the reasons why I do sort of 
feel like we need trans people in trans roles is there is a specific way that trans people look that you can't achieve by just having like a cis person playing like a cis person dressing up as like say like a cis woman um like a cisgendered woman um playing a trans mm. woman like you could you could do that but like that and if you were going to have a cis person play a role that would be the way i would recommend to do it would be to like have us like do not have a cis man play a trans woman because that perpetuates the idea that um trans women are just men dressing up as women which is absolutely off the charts not the case um yeah but at the same time if you get a cis woman to play a trans woman um they're not going to look the way that a trans woman possibly would like there are just small things that you can't and and, and the same stance that say you work and if you were going to get a cis man to play a trans woman there are again like things that you're not going to get that a trans woman have trans women have like more like most often been on hormones they've possibly like had surgeries like there's different things um and oh, and the effects of hormones are so um like they ch- they change so many things and so many details that you wouldn't be able to get by having a cis person play one of those roles so even just from like the way and yeah. like if you do and if you are sort of like casting a cis person that role and they don't look that way you're you're either you're perpetuating an idea of trans what trans people look like that isn't like isn't what they look like you know um it's sort of yeah mm. reinforcing those ideas of sort of like this is not this is um this is how trans people look or should be expected to look when it just it isn't yeah 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 um i think i don't know it was a long long time ago that i read this article but i remember reading this fairly big article that circulated mm. That was commenting on um, Jared Leto mm. in Dallas Buyers <laughs> Club, which, if you don't know, he plays a trans woman in that movie. He like won an Oscar, all the things. So it was like a very big um, movie, I suppose. But yeah, there was like a lot of backlash on it. I would say, from what I saw, um, despite the fact that like his acting was great, yeah, right? for sure, he was a good actor. But yeah, it was like in all the in the kind of conversation of representation, there was so much backlash on getting him to play that role, um, which that was what, like, five, six years ago or something? Like, that was quite a long time ago. Yeah, totally. I, um, I will say on that, I think most of that backlash has sort of come later as we have sort of developed an idea yeah. of, like, that this is not all right. I think at the time, people were like, oh, my gosh, a trans woman on the mm. screen. Like, this is, this is who, who is it? Who is this woman of trans experience? I don't believe it. And so just the, the, the mere presence of that character, I think, was sort of, like, revolutionary at the time. So people were just like, yay, we, we love this. And obviously, he got the... Um, the 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 Oscar I will say on that um and this and again this is why like his attitude to that role was was as so so at the Oscars that year he sort of showed up sort of dressed as like the most masculine version of himself obviously to clearly differentiate from the character that he was playing to sort of be like oh Mm. yes femininity was a like a guise that I performed and like put on and is certainly not me a, a a manly man um and he had this like thick beard and like this like suit and it was just like it was so clearly obviously trying to differentiate between himself and the role that he was nominated for um and so and that and and this is why like if you if if cis men are looking at trans women as sort of like a challenge or like sort of like the idea like transforming yourself into this thing like you're not thinking about the lived experience of these people and it's not done in a way that sort of like plays so okay so on sort of like yeah cis men playing trans women the danish girl um which was um eddie redmayne oh yeah yeah that movie was fine um it was fine um and again like i i'm not going to be on board with anything that really has a cis person playing a trans role um but Mm. you know one thing i can say to um Eddie Redmayne is that like he did do a lot of interviews with trans women and spent a lot of time with them and talking to them and sort of like learning about them and building a huge appreciation um, for the community and a huge respect for the community, which I think is a huge, which is a huge part of it, Um, which I think also made his performance in that role better whilst it was still ultimately a little bit um, weird and not, not quite right. Like just the film in general. Mm. Um, 
and sort of yeah still very much a cis lens on um transness um there was still that respect there and I think that that was I think that made a big difference between sort of like him and Jared Leto who just absolutely was not super respectful in sort of his portrayal yeah I mean I I I've not seen Danish Girl but um yeah, I've like read a bunch of articles and yeah. stuff about it. Um, but yeah, I have not seen it, so I can't really yeah. comment on it. I know that the girl in it won and Oscar and everybody said she was terrible. So yeah. that's all I can know about it. Um Well that, and that's <laughs> the thing, like um like cis men have like a history of getting awards for like portraying trans women and like that is just it just I think it speaks to yeah, yeah it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't help the community in any way to be like yes these cis men pretending to be women are win- like winning awards for doing so like that is not something we need to mm. we need to perpetuate it needs to stop and then I think it also kind of goes back to the idea of like oh you're an actor oh you transformed into like what no like no. it's never <laughs> like when Jared Leto won that Oscar, it wasn't like, oh, somebody who played a trans character won an Oscar. It's such a big win for the trans community. It was like, no, Jared Leto, wow, so transformative, so whatever. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't about the story. It was just about how he did this great feat of, like, becoming another person. Yeah, and yeah, and I just remember, like, there was an interview that he did um, where he referred, referred to sort of, like, I can't remember exactly what he referred to, but the character that... um he was playing as like a like a like like a itch or something or something like what like what I would like what I was playing sort of like not referring to, to it in sort of like any sort of like human sort of like personal way and like you could you could just see mm. that like he was trying he was seeing it as like a challenge and as this sort of like playing this sort of absurd ridiculous thing and he was like I can do it like I can make that happen um I have a lot of issues with Jared Leto um if you're not picking that up um but yeah, like it's just this no, no, no respect for trans people, and and I mean now, and, and I mean something you're always gonna get. I mean I hope you're always gonna get when you cast a trans person is a, a respect and empathy for the trans experience and for other trans people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any other topics, questions, points, anything? Um. I don't think so. I think I've covered like everything I wanted to talk about.